Coming up, we had a chance to ride Skull Island, Reign of Kong, and we are very, very excited to tell you all of our thoughts about it. Uh, so live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. The Biz Unplugged Universal Edition, episode 89. <laughs> the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host with the most, Craig Williams. Yes, that's my name in case you forgot. Uh, Also joining me today on my right, if it matters, what side? I don't know. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Yes. Then... Long in the track. back, on the controls, the only other person besides the two people at the table who can physically run our controls at this current time, Oliver Green. <laughs> at this current time, you say it like I'm going to get replaced soon. No, I mean, it's you never know. What if what if someone else wants to learn? What if Teresa walks in tomorrow and says, you know what? Yeah. I'm ready for a career change. <laughs> I want to become engineer of a show i would enjoy that very much so i'd love to see Teresa run the controls yeah no she would find a way to screw it up love you Teresa. you don't watch <laughs> no one watches this wow guys she did watch us that one time she said the f word in the chat room yeah she did <laughs> that was a day <laughs> that was a day guys we have i am very excited for this episode um it, you know obviously we've been talking about skull island reign of kong quite a bit now leading up uh to its grand opening um which right now it's up in the air so i guess i'll get a little bit of this housekeeping in here uh due to the events that did happen in orlando this past weekend uh a lot of the uh the theme parks and by a lot i'm referring specifically to walt disney world and universal all had uh press events set up for some of the new offerings coming uh in literally this week uh like the frozen ride over at disney and um the new star wars fireworks all that stuff mm-hmm. we were supposed to get looks at that as well as skull island next week uh but all of those events have been canceled due to the respect of everyone affected by the tragedy so uh right now i have zero idea when skull island anymore is going to open to the general public just because i, I figured it was going to happen right after this event yeah. but the event's not happening now so uh it beats me when it's actually going to end up being officially open. But, uh, of course, I think we mentioned it last week, or we said last week, I believe, that team members had been through soft openings and maybe it wasn't already open for other people. This, that, the other. It doesn't matter. All that matters is it has been soft opening basically every single day uh, since, I want to say, last Thursday, last Wednesday. And uh, it will... It will uh, probably continue to be that way as long as everything's moving well up until it is officially announced that there will be a grand opening date for it. So uh, we went yesterday and finally decided that we would wait 60 minutes for it and uh, got got on. Your housekeeping went away. Well, I'm I'm, I'm still I'm still explaining. I'm still explaining this. Okay, you'd be cool. Be cool. Okay, so. We're going to have our – I don't know how we're going to do this, if it's going to be spoiler-free or if it's going to be uh, – mm. I don't know. It's not really that much to spoil, it's in very, my opinion. It's very easy for me to say something. like You I, you can't expect me to not to, to try and yeah. censor myself because we'll say something that will yeah. be a spoiler. I so will, just put it out there. I will say we are going to show some photos of the queue. Uh we're going to show some photos of the queue. We're not going to show video from the queue yet, not until it's officially open, out of respect for anyone who wants to see it. And there's no filming or video on, or photos or video on the ride. So for that reason, we're not able to uh, actually show you any of it. So it would just be verbal spoiling, and that, of course, doesn't matter. So that is coming up in just a little bit, but um, I think 
we would be uh remiss. We, what's that remiss yeah i don't know that's the proper way to use that phrase so that's why i yeah <laughs> was going sure to either. find the way around it but uh i feel like it has to be mentioned here because <clears throat> uh you know we if you haven't seen the tuesday edition of the dis unplugged uh disney world show uh, that jumped off topic for all of it and focused more on uh how our team has been affected by the uh, orlando shootings that happened at pulse on saturday night and uh you know so if if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty on how our team did feel about that universal disney world uh all of us who were there please go and watch that show um but for this one specifically uh we have to mention uh of course, right off the bat, Luis Vielma, mm-hmm. uh, who was the team member working at Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, uh, who was one of the victims at the uh, Pulse nightclub shooting. There was one other victim to uh, Xavier Serrano, I believe is the correct pronunciation of that. Um, and he, I guess, worked for the Superstar Parade. I don't know if he was currently working there, if it was just at one point in time. Yeah. But... Uh, uh, Luis was a, a still an active team member at Forbidden Journey, loved by everyone, uh, and really the internet took by storm whenever news got out about his passing away uh, to the point that even J.K. Rowling yeah. sent out a, a tweet about With this it. Photo, yeah. So it it really had a wide impact. Yeah, she uh, she had her tweet that I. My goodness, I had it pulled up here to get the exact wording on it, but I already she lost said it. Something at that about point. not being able to stop crying. I know yeah, that exactly. Yeah, it was that was the gist of it, and just yeah, Luis Vilma worked on the Harry Potter ride at Universal. He was twenty two years old. I can't stop crying, uh, and retweeted fifty one thousand times, which is just massive. So it that pushed it out even further around the world and uh it's any anyone who knew him just is extremely disheartened by it and uh definitely at universal it has struck everyone that has that works at universal it has affected every single one of them uh it even me to the point you know i've talked about it many times on this show uh harry potter and the forbidden journey is my original home at universal that's the one that pulled me in and you know, I, I, I we talked about it on one episode before where I believe that Universal working at attraction, you are more of a family than over at Disney. Not that Disney doesn't associate that way. Right. But you all had so much pride for the, the movie or the yeah. whatever your ride was based on. And then everyone with you. It was I mean, we basically called Hogwarts Hogwarts High because that's what it was. It was a high school where, you know, people graduated moved out just like hogwarts new people would come in but everyone always had that bond that you put on that itchy hot sweater vest and sweat just all over yourselves in the summer and so yeah it's it has just been amazing the uh the outreach that people have done the vigils that they've had outside forbidden journey everyone uh yeah raising their wands and it's you know, it's extremely sad and universal from everything I've heard about him from friends and other friends. Universal's lost a very, uh, a very great team member that's that is going to be. You can't replace him. Yeah. From everything I've heard, and uh, it's just, it's incredibly sad. It's incredibly sad. So if you're going to Forbidden Journey anytime in the the coming months, you know, just. Everyone there is deeply affected by it. So, you know, just show them compassion. Give them a hug. They'll, I, I know they'll appreciate it. It's been happening all the time since everything went down. So just just keep that in mind the next time you're there. So, uh, and yeah, it's, you know, it is great to see not just on Twitter like that happened that blew up all over the place, but also in our community as well. Everything has just come together everyone is uniting in the strongest of fashions president obama and vice president joe biden just landed in orlando minutes before we started the show so we can't finish that off but apparently from what we're hearing even uh marco rubio got off the plane with them and uh 
Governor Rick Scott was there to meet them at the airport, too. So, you know, it's it, everyone's just coming together. The president's coming here to to show his support for us, uh, The you know, crossing party lines, playing nice with each other, which doesn't happen all the time in politics. Yeah. It's just it's really, you know, it's sad that it takes an event like this to happen to to bring everyone together. But as we've kind of said on the Tuesday show, as long as we all just don't brush this under the rug and we come together and then we actually create a form of it, not a form of attack, but a a plan of action to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. That's all that matters the most. So turn it into a force for good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, we just want to say thank you, too, to uh, everybody that sent in emails and comments on the show on Tuesday and um, Twitter and wherever else. Uh, I, I know I appreciate it. It's very touching, um, you know, to have people that we've never met to reach out because they care, and it means a lot. And I have not responded to really any of it yet and i but i just want people to know that i'm seeing it and i it was very it's very touching so i will get to it eventually i'm just not ready to kind of sink into that just yet but um you know if if as many people who are sending us emails and reaching out to us want to maybe help in any way they can there's a lot of things going on not just here i know everywhere around the country and Craig and myself are going to do a uh, charity run next weekend here in Lake Mary. Um, that all the 5K. proceeds, yeah, uh, that all the proceeds are going to go to the uh, what is it called? One Orlando, Orlando Fund, United yeah, Orlando. It's one of the. It's many. one of the couple because there's been a few, there's been many set up, but but I know they're doing those. I saw there's one in like um, somewhere in Pennsylvania. There's some. Yeah. They're they're all over. So you know do. Find an activity and do that because you can raise awareness. You can go onto the GoFundMe page yeah, and you which know, of course whatever we'll have. Uh, if you haven't been on the homepage of the Diz, uh, there's plenty of links to get you to the official GoFundMe page. Uh, yeah, that everyone is supporting as well as us, and we will have it in the link to the show notes too, uh, just so you can find it there. But yeah, there's there's plenty of ways to get out there and uh, yeah. and help and it, support yeah. and join all of this. And it doesn't take that long either. You know, you can do if it's uh, you're a busy person. I understand it could just be a couple clicks away. As easy it is to watch this show, you can change somebody's you know survivor's life or leave a footprint for those who aren't here. So exactly, yeah. So, is there any other housekeeping besides that? Anything? Anyway? Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to do a Diz Pop show on Friday. Not that I okay. think anybody who watches this show is. Well, I don't know if it's a different audience. I'm assuming it's the same audience. <laughs> the I don't know who it is, so I'm not going to do a video one. I'm just not uh, not ready yet. And um, but I think Craig and I are going to review a movie, though. Yes. I think we're going to go out there in public. Finding Dory. Allow us. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to go check that out and hopefully have a review up of that instead. Yeah, and you know, like normal, we'll be uh, we'll be saying that we're going to get a review up on uh, Friday, yeah. so it'll be there on Sunday. Yeah, by the earliest. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe. I was like sleeping on Sundays. <laughs> Monday night. No, not too early. Yeah. Not too early. Uh, Got to get in a little bit of back to the future as always. So, uh, yeah, I I don't have – I I thought I had something else to add. And this is why I should probably write things down. Oh, uh, in other housekeeping, uh, I just wanted to say um, – that we we mentioned that next week our media events canceled. So before that was going to be a pre-recorded show, uh, that will no longer be the case. Um, that show will go out live, and we also did our content for that last week too, or yeah, this we past were, night too. We uh, productive. Yeah, next week we'll have a dining review of uh, Three Broomsticks with the input from a true British person. Yeah. So that that's going to be one to look forward to next week. So we'll have that live. But I do want to say the week after that, I will be taking like one of my first real vacations where I don't have to work at all. It's crazy. Um, in in two weeks from now, I'll be going out to California with my dad. So uh, I won't. We won't be having a show that week. Uh, we might pre-record something, but uh, 
now that we don't have all these media events and stuff coming out, I don't know uh, how that's going to affect our schedule and whether we'll be able to get something in. But the bigger part of it is then on the next week after that, the, the first show we have in July, we will be kicking off our looks now, our, our more in-depth looks at what we love and hate about the Universal Orlando resorts, uh, the not the resorts, the hotels on property. And mm-hmm. we're going to be kicking it off with the Royal Pacific. So. All the way from the... South Pacific. All the way from South Pacific. Yeah. So I had to think about it for a second. I'm pumped for it. We had a good couple days. We spent over a property. Uh, got to experience the new rooms, the Jurassic Park Kids Suite, mm-hmm. uh, the Luau, all the restaurants to the point where we were going to throw up if we had any more of it. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, I'm very excited, very excited to uh, get that out there. So look for that. The first week of July, we will be talking about what we love and hate about the hotel. Not hate. Hate's a strong word. What we like and dislike. Yeah. That's that's nicer. That's good. And then the next week after that, we'll be doing a hard focus just on the restaurants there and uh, our opinions on all of them. So There's quite a few. Yeah. Opinions and restaurants. uh, I know. (laughs) I know. Opinions, restaurants, and one other aspect of it, too. I'm not going to say it dessert opinions are like blank holes oh (laughs) no no i'm not calling us a bunch of those uh, but kind of so without further oh oh sorry (laughs) what are you you even i was was that like i was doing hand movements and i hit the volume so it was replaying (laughs) our sound from this video it's it's okay oh everything's fine folk uh, it, it's going to be okay. Um, so, without further ado, <laughs> let's jump into Skull Island Reign of Kong. The the most anticipated attraction opening at Universal Orlando this year. Probably because it's the only yeah. attraction opening at Universal Orlando this year. And we got Is the it? chance to ride it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is because uh, Jimmy Fallon's not until next year. Right? Jimmy Fallon and Fast and Furious aren't until next year. Uh, technically, Hulk's already there. It's just reopening with yeah. a new ride track, and uh, so the most anticipated attraction at Universal Orlando, specifically Island Adventure, mm-hmm. uh, opening up this year. And uh, I want to go in a little bit further on what we talked about before in terms of the photos and videos. Uh, first off, I- I'm not going to call out names of any other sites or anything. Uh, you know, I, you guys, you guys do, you guys follow more than just us. You follow different people. There is a ride through of uh, Skull Island, Reign of Kong, out there on the internet. However, in the queue, we've we heard it with our own ears yesterday. They actually say over it, please no photos and videos. Yeah, and even, then you're saying in the queue, but it, there's like signs posted. They yeah. say it more than they say it as you go in. They tell you right when you're walking up to the cart. When you're in the cart, the animatronic tells you like it. They say it repeatedly. Yes, no photos or videos on the ride. So I, you know, you guys, if you want to watch it, you're that's your call. You're allowed yeah. to do that. Unless they lift the restriction for a media thing where we're allowed to, we will not be ever posting any photos or videos on yeah. the ride because we follow the rules we follow the that rules. they ask us to do. So, uh, you One know. thing I'd say about that is, it, yes, it's out there, but... And- just don't watch it because it doesn't do it justice. You know, on-ride videos rarely do the actual uh, exactly. ride Especially itself a 3D a full ride, justice. Yeah. yeah, this is a 3D attraction that does involve, you know, screens and video projection. And it's unless you're actually there, you're not going to even get an idea of what it even feels like. So yeah. Yeah. don't you look at it and be like, uh, what? Yeah, and I mean, it, you know, if you, I, I can understand why you'd want to watch it. But if you think you're going to experience this sometime within the next 18 months, don't ruin it for yourself. Just, just, just wait. It'll be worth the wait, I promise. Yeah, so... And I have got to actually say, it's it's one of those things. I, you know, as you just said, it it doesn't do it justice. 3D on a ride never does it justice. However, we'll talk about it whenever we get there. But there is one animatronic in particular that is the most impressive part of the ride. And I'm not even sure which one you're going to say. I I don't know which one you're thinking of. So I don't even know either. But uh, 
let, let's talk about the meat and bones. Obviously, this ride has just come up so quickly from the time they broke ground yeah. uh, to the time that it's opening now. Another another marvel in a way of how Universal is able to get things done so incredibly fast. Well, and nothing nothing about it feels fast. No, no nothing about that when you walk through. You never, you'll never think, oh, they did this in a year. Yeah, you know, or was it even a year? Um, it's been about two years now. No, it hasn't. Yeah, yeah, it's been about two years. It's been about two years since everything really started. Yeah, I thought I worked here when they cleared the land, and we were like debating whether it was going to be Jurassic World. Yes, but they were they were doing more stuff back that you couldn't see. Oh, they were doing stuff behind the scenes that was not visible to guests. Well, they to get ready for that. Good job with keeping it keeping it under wraps. Yeah, Uh, you know, it wasn't. It was that back and forth for a little while of, is it going to be Kong? Is it going to be Jurassic Park related? Uh, then it was pretty quickly. Yeah. All agreed on that it was going to be Kong. And I... We were on that cruise and they said it by accident, right? Was it they said that one by accident? Or did they say the Fast and the Furious by accident? The Fast and the Furious was Michelle Rodriguez. It was it was on... They released we the, the one... Land and Sea thing. They released the one report and they said... No, it was just a normal earnings call. And they but were like... just said it so casually. We've got a bunch of new stuff coming up. We have the Kong attraction in Universal Orlando. And at that point, it hadn't been officially announced yeah. yet. Then while we were on that Land Sea cruise, that was last year. That's whenever they yeah. uh, officially... Uh, announced everything in it. Gosh, you think we would do our fact checking before we come on here and start talking about stuff like this? Man, we can just, I like I like it this way. Say it confident enough, and people will believe it yeah. to be fact. So, uh, yeah, I as we've talked about before, it's very strange in a way because I, I don't care what Universal says. This King Kong attraction takes place in the realm of Peter Jackson's King Kong. 150%. No, yeah. it is not a recreation of the 2005 King Kong movie, but it is a 100% yeah. Peter Jackson's King Kong in every way, shape, and form. It's that for year, the design. That yeah. yeah. Uh, it just, it's almost like there's just this strange side plot that was also happening at the exact right. same time as the other plot it's or it's like we got there before the yeah. characters from peter jackson's film got there so like kong is there yeah um but overall i i, I want to be not super i don't want to say it in this way but i've been so excited for this attraction building up to actually getting the chance to ride it mm-hmm. and before we even got on it but then also whenever i walked on it I don't know what I'm trying to say with that. This, to me, is Universal's Indiana Jones adventure. Yeah. In every way, shape, and form. Uh, Starting with, we'll start with the queue. The exterior queue of the attraction. Yeah. Um, It's, well, even kind of everything. The entire outside. So, you know, in Indiana Jones Adventure in Disneyland, if you've ever seen that, it's like this outside campsite-looking area that you're looking at a temple. Yeah. And that's where everyone's funneling into. This, you have the giant temple that's on Skull Island that cars are getting ready to go through the gate to drive into. Mm-hmm. But you're, the initial part of the queue is you're walking through these kind of ruins where all these uh, expeditions have set up the Eighth Wonder expeditions and it's playing the good old time 40s music and mm-hmm. uh, or 20s music i guess it would be i, I don't know 30s, what years 30s it's some type of music from yeah. that era that's you know very like hello my baby hello my honey hello my ragtime gal there's your singing segment of yeah the show. <laughs> i'm sorry that it had to be <laughs> sorry that it had so to be it. uh that song but it is a song nonetheless um and I was just enamored with this part. It was just all the skulls hidden in all the little nooks and crannies. Yeah, a lot of skulls. Yeah. A lot of skulls. Everywhere. I mean, Skull Island. Yeah. It was... It it lived up to that name. Yeah. No, it it lived up to that name. But I just... I loved the music that was playing during this. It was kind of like a mixture of... You could hear kind of like adventurous music... Almost a little bit menacing in the exterior part of uh, 
Skull Island area, but then on the inside, like I said, you had this 30s music, and there'd be all these radio interruptions that would come in as you were walking along, mm-hmm. and I believe they were talking almost about that uh, kind of a crossover with that Aaron Wells Myth Explorer or whatever. I could have swore I heard that name being used. I don't know what that is. You know that Myth Explorer web series that they set up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahead okay. of time. Yeah. I, I thought you meant Orson Welles, and that's why I was... No, 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 no. Yes, Orson Welles. He's like, the War of the Worlds? He was doing a reading of War of the Worlds, yeah. and... Just get you in the sci-fi get mood. You, yes, get you in the sci-fi mood for this. Uh, so, mad props. God, that was douchey. Uh, <laughs> the mad props part? <laughs> mad props to the exterior portion of mad the queue. Mad props, um, And then you get inside... And then you're all of a sudden in this next temple area and still going along with that Indiana Jones vibe. Yeah. Where these are old. This this is a cool room. This feels like you're on the set of um, uh, oh, Temple of Doom. This, honestly, it's, it, oh, I was absolutely enamored with this room. I loved it. Yeah. It's, it's been pushed around all over the internet. The, uh, the witch. Yep. The witch room. It is just this is right there where it, we didn't even have to get on the ride. We could have left the queue at that point. Yeah, and I was I was finished. The animatronic uh, was great. There it, she is. Um, it wasn't even just the animatronic. First, it, it was, was like, the lighting in yeah. the room and how they would have like flickers. Yeah. And, and she's chanting, and then there's like what like like it, there's a music playing, and not even music, and it's, it's, it's building like, up. It's the voices, like you know, in that you know, in the. Um, Sorry, I keep moving this microphone. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, when they find the pillar for the first yeah. time and that song, that very, very um, famous, like, ooh, like that's, that, that's what it reminded me of, yeah. that moment where it just – and you don't even realize that it started creeping in and then it just becomes overwhelming. Oh, that's kind of like what Oliver was saying in terms of uh, Temple of Doom. Right before they start pulling hearts yeah, out, yeah, it's, it's that build up. It's like in Kong, right before, uh, you know, whenever they start lifting Andero up and getting her into her position to be taken, yeah. by Kong. It's like all that build up, and the lights start flickering. It gets dark. There's this great steam effect behind the eyes of the uh, skeletons carved into mm-hmm. the or the skulls carved into the wall, and she's still chanting. And every once in a while, in her chants, that are just some made up gibberish language. Yeah. You'll hear the word Kong, and this was literally. It's hard to really put it into perspective because we do have forbidden journey and we have gringotts that are two fantastic cues mm-hmm. but just this room alone it, it really got to those me cues. i think like, and, i think it's on par with those this this room definitely sets it right up it wasn't anything less than it yeah see for me i'd say that i actually prefer this i'd say i'd go as far as to say this is my favorite cue because it's not even really i suppose it's a pre-show but it's not really it's still the cue this is the best cue i've ever stood in because nothing has ever got me more fired up to go on an attraction than this line the cue itself is such an experience i absolutely loved it i really did no and you know what's sad and it doesn't Uh, and i should say this like because you're saying like it's a pre-show you compare it to like a pre-show or something like that something that fires you up you, people need to understand that, um, like, great attractions, the storytelling begins before you even step foot into the attraction. It starts from the first look when you lay your eyes on the thing. And and I'll say that this ride does that through and through. It's, it's like what Craig said. Like, he immediately knew the tone, but just by stepping in. And then we, we're unfolding the story as we go. And so by the time we get into that room, we're like, oh, we found the natives. And now we're learning the native story. We're learning without learning. You know what I yeah. mean? Because it's like what you said. We don't understand the language, but it's scary. It's it makes you feel like you are exploring that unknown. And I think this is done so well because if you look at it in comparison to something like the Mummy, I've I've gone to Universal with friends that have you know have been annual pass holders, and only on like the busiest days when I've forced them to wait in line have they understood the actual uh, storyline of the attraction. Yeah. If you th- really think about it, with Kong, they've they've kind of figured it out because even on the quietest days when you just walk through and blast through the line, you're still going to pick up on the storyline yeah. of this. Yeah. It's been done in such a way where it, it doesn't matter about the capacity of that day. You know how quickly they're getting through everyone. You're still going to pick up on that story. They've done a really good job with it. Yeah, this. You know, th- this witch room, too, this would have been, if this was the last thing that you saw before you got on the ride, yeah. that it would be such a build-up, 
However, it, it doesn't end right after her. Then no. you keep going through the queue, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it in other episodes, uh, and I'm sure everyone's heard by now. There are scare actors in this queue, and that's where you start to come face to face. And you know, this this was with any well, character, you know, you could start to hear the screams ahead of you in line. Well, there was a projection beforehand that you oh, saw yeah. and you were afraid yeah, of. Remember? Because we were like, oh, there's the scare actor. And then you were like creeping around the corner and then you're like, there's no way out over here. So it was kind of like you have to pay attention to that stuff. Like there was because it was a um, a recess in the wall and you could see the guy move. Like, I, tell, I could tell it was a screen, but they couldn't. Yeah. Um, it's done very well i just knew it was a screen because of the way it was like you could almost i was looking at it really hard that's why i think it's because um it's again it's really clever it's kind of almost psychological what you see and i don't want to give away too many spoilers but it's the cue line you know um you see someone's eyes that's what you see you're essentially seeing a a, a pair of eyes and they're staring right at you so you don't want to make eye contact back so you don't initially realize it's just a screen because i was like oh you know don't look at me yeah you a second to know it's a face Yeah. yeah you know it's it's very well done. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I like the incorporation of the scare actors in there. It definitely it, it hyped up that cue. So someone did confirm on Twitter that I wasn't last. You weren't here last week, but we were talking about scare actors in the queue, and I had said that I thought there was some in Mummy at some time, and it was confirmed that there were they were in Mummy at one point. They had actors in Dueling Dragons way back in the day, and now they have it for Kong. I hope it doesn't go away. I liked I liked that native effect in there yeah i feel like the way this has been built it's kind of built to last i don't think they can take this away now it feels it feels too permanent when we're walking through i hope not and then the final room that you go into before you get to the actual ride itself then has one of just such a simple little animatronic but so cool of uh, one of the creatures that very uh, well done in the movie you'll remember it it was the things that ate andy circus yeah. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out in 2005. 11 years ago. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's and it's just a very simple mechanism. It's only the, the top head that kind of moves out and moves around. But even then, I was looking at the butt, like the lower part yeah. of it, the second half of it, and it, it had, like, a little bit of rippling in it. So, like, yeah, just, there was a little, just enough to be, like, it's not, oh, just this one part and the other part's plaster and this part's, like, a puppet. It was, like, it kind of made it feel whole. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's very, very simple in terms of animatronics, but everyone who walked past it was enamored with yeah. it. And that's not, this is not us overstating. We all, we were worried before we got in line for this ride just because of, you know, the, the nature of some of the way people were speaking about it and hyping it up. We were concerned. We were saying, okay, which episode are we going to put on this week? Yeah. If we don't like Kong, are we going to wait till next week because we want to try to give it another chance, see if maybe we just didn't have a good first experience? But this is all genuine. All of our reactions from it, uh, it's we're not we're not holding anything back in here with this. So the the worm was cool. All all the props inside the queue, in the the sound effects, everything was just top notch, first rate. I do think. I I think I preferred this queue over Gringotts. Mm-hmm. I think the witch animatronic mm-hmm. is so impressive that it's better than the uh, the goblins inside Gringotts Bank. While those are very lifelike and realistic, this she, is like two Those pull you. Yeah, they they look really great and they're cool and they move and they look at you and they do whatever. This one pulls you into yeah. the story, whereas those are more like accents yeah exactly yeah. exactly i i but it's still it's not on that forbidden journey level for me that's you just you're going through hogwarts uh, yeah i agree it's, no it's I hard to beat forbidden that journey. yeah because that because that's kind of like i'm at this place yeah. like i'm in this place and i've always wanted to walk around the halls of the school yeah. you know? and this is just another example i know everyone always makes a big deal about disney queue lines and we'll have to do this for like the next Crinos or yeah. something. Do cue uh, this blows the best of the cues. Universal is where you go for cues. Yes, there are some bad ones, but Oliver pointed out Mummy, great cue. Men in Black. We always rave about E. T. Mm-hmm. You have Forbidden Journey, Gringotts, the now Spider-Man Kong, Spider Man. Yeah. It's 
they are, and I'm sure when Hulk reopens, that new queue Even the is Transformers going to be killer. Is pretty, it like, is. Yeah. It, it keeps you engaged. They know how to kind of keep you engaged just the right amount. Like, like you get a little bit here, a little bit here. And it's kind of like what I always – the thing that always annoys me about Disney queues, and we'll get into this more, I guess, when we do that show, is I – hate how disney's been here for 45 years and for some reason they still build queues in the sun universal is kind of like yeah we know it's hot out we've been here for 20 years we figured it out you know 25 years um why don't we build queues that are covered and go inside yeah you know and i really appreciate that a lot yeah, I, I agree. They put I, fans in the queue too. There were some fans. Yeah, there were we some fans. Through. It was a little hot the first part, but yeah. the majority of where you're going to stand was there too. We should say too. Um, so we waited exactly an hour. Yeah, it was posted 60 minutes, and we were expecting it to be a little bit over posted, uh, but it ended up not being. I at don't. All. I think it felt a little. It felt a little under an hour. It didn't. I, I we were timing, and I was. I got to like 40 minutes though, and I was like, oh, 40 minutes. We're not. I was like, I'm getting a little tired. Like, but I, I think 60 minutes is if the wait time's posted at 60 minutes, do it. Yeah, the first for the first time, I will say I yeah. won't wait 60 I won't, minutes. I won't wait an hour again. in this queue again. Um, 40 I, minutes I just, though 45? for locals. Yeah. 40, 40, 45, 45, I would 30 without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but again, we're also we are locals. We are yeah blessed with the gift that we don't. The annual you know, we have that choice. Given. But if if I was doing a one time, I'm going here one day out of the year, and it's 90 minutes. No, I can't. No, I can't recommend that for anything. No, I'm, I'm anything. not a waiter. I'm not a long waiter. No. I'm always like that's that. At that point, you're paying like do the money out of how much you're paying per minute per hour. Whatever. Yeah, it's that's when you <laughs> then need you'll to be start, like, nope. You need to start planning properly. Like for whenever I would say that about Forbidden Journey and stuff when that first opened. Yeah. You didn't plan right. You should have stayed on property where you got that one hour earlier in the morning so that way you could get in there and ride it whenever it was only a five-minute wait. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're really here to uh, talk about, whether people are doing things the right way and the wrong way. Um, so now let's let's get into the actual ride and – well, again, we'll keep this as spoiler-free as possible. Um, the ride first uh, thing we have to mention with the ride is the ride vehicle itself, the uh, giant, massive jeeps that we knew that were coming that were going to be big enough, I believe, to hold seventy-two people. I seen these things as they go around the track on the outside was cool. They are very impressive. There's animatronics that are actually driving the car. This is a trackless ride system. It is, from what I'm understanding right now, this is why the ride is going up and down so much. Um, they are having technical problems getting uh, getting the trackless ride system to work really cohesively. But um, it's once we got on there, it, you know, it's, it is that Jeep, but it also definitely had a little bit of a simulator feel into it because there was extra movements happening that weren't just normal. And, you know, it felt like an oversized, slower version of an Indiana Jones uh, mm-hmm. car. And I I loved it. I could have just went on a joy ride around in this thing yeah. everywhere. It was... Uh, it, it was very cool, and we sat we sat towards the back because all everything we were hearing was sit towards the back. So that's what we did. So we didn't get a really good view at the animatronic in the front. No one stood up in our car, so we didn't get to hear it say "sit down." I know all that good stuff, but uh, we'll we'll get to that eventually at some point. We'll make Oliver stand up, get yeah. him to get get him in trouble, ejected, lose you that can, green card. There we go. That's I'm sure that's the first thing they do if you stand yep. up on an attraction. It absolutely is. Ejection from the country. <laughs> As it should be. Uh, but yeah, each... Uh, there's, I, From what I'm understanding, there's four different cars. And that would make sense based on the way I'm counting it. And four different uh, drivers in each car. So it's not like the same person. We had the uh, one character in the story that was a native mm-hmm. of Skull Island, but now working for the 8th... Uh, the wonder expedition mm-hmm. and driving around so it was kind of cool because her her spiel was about like oh yes i'm taking you to my homeland and <laughs> like I, I don't remember the exact quotes that's where we need to get let's take a pause for a second sorry yeah. to go all over the place let's talk etiquette right now yeah this is a big deal for me first off 
people in the queue, in the indoor portion of the queue, I know you want to get a great picture of the witch or just the room itself. Using a flash is not acceptable whenever you're indoors. Every ride you ever go on says no flash photography. Do not take it. Things are lit a specific way. When you turn the flash on in dark rides like Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, Kong, that you are uh, Harry Potter, you are ruining the aesthetic that was created. Like things go into a point where they they go through and they go, "How will the human eye look at this?" And it's meant to be seen that way, not with your flash on. And on top of that, you're never going to get a good picture with flash ever. No. You know, normally as well, if you're always taking photos, I found, and I know it's ironic because it's my job to do it now, but like, if you're always taking photos or showing the attraction, you're not enjoying the attraction. You're no. viewing it through a viewfinder exactly. or a digital display. Just put the phone down and the camera down and enjoy it for what it is. And it's, it's so much better when you can actually take yeah. it in for what it is. And uh, honestly, you can take good pictures in low light, but mm. you have to have the right camera for it. I know they're expensive, but that's what it is. If you really want these pictures, and I mean, yeah, these people, the the one, I don't want to say it in like a too mean of way, but the ones who are taking these flash pictures on their phones, they, as soon as that phone dies, it, it's gone forever. Yeah, I know they're, they're not backing it up. They're not going to the cloud. They're not they're emailing not, people that photo, yeah, you know. This is going, it, it's going in a place to die forever, and it's just, you're never going to see it again. Why do you need to waste your time doing it? If you want to look at a picture, wait for someone who's going to post a nice, good picture of it. Don't ruin it with your flash. It yeah. is unacceptable. And if you see someone in a queue doing that, please don't. It happened on the ride, too. Don't hesitate at all to say, can you not turn your flash on? Just I, I always tell just them. yell out the rule. It says no flash photography. It, it's oh, you don't speak English? If, You're an idiot. If you don't know why, and then they look at this me doesn't work, and I go, "You do speak English." So the problem is in the witch room in particular. I'll say it again: you enter in from the back of the room, so people will immediately come in, hold their phone straight up in the air, and have the flash on, take a picture. Okay, so what they're going to do is they're going to get light, really bright photos of the back of people's heads yeah and then the the witch all the way at the end of the room is going to be completely dark because people don't understand how a flash works if you're right up on her yeah it's going to come up good right you're gonna see it except it's also not gonna look like it's but it's it's because it's it's gonna be brightly lit for a second and that's the thing it's a phone how far (sighs) do you think light travels like the the pen light that's in your phone also don't hold it up as a flashlight looking at everything no that's not no yeah, I was about to say they're the worst. Like when when someone takes a photo, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say they had the auto setting on and right. the phone did it. We've all done it. When We've all gone and accidentally taken the photo with yeah. the flash. It's the video people. When they start recording videos, the light stays on and they don't bother to turn it off. Those people should be ejected from the park without yeah. refund and never let back in. <sighs> no, I, I agree. I do Rest sometimes. It. I sometimes turn on my light if it's really dark, but I point it directly at the floor so I can see where I'm walking. I won't like okay. point it at the person behind uh, at a in ride, front of me, on just a ride, on the like, floor. Forbidden journey, or not forbidden journey. Excuse me, like Dragon Challenge, yeah. where the where the queue is not very long ever, and you go really fast into it. Yeah. Sometimes you've your eyes can't adjust that fast, and so you go into a pitch black room, you can't see. So that's okay. I don't care. You're also one of like four people in there. Mm-hmm. This the room we were in had three hundred people in it, and every single person was just. Oh my god. Was an idiot. Uh, like, I think it was literally just like us. We were the only people not taking pictures yeah. with a flash on. Yeah, and my pictures came out fine. Yeah. They're you know, low light. Okay, they're, they're not grainy. Great. But, yeah, they're great. Exactly. You know, but it's I also not of, going anywhere. Right. It's just for me, it was just for me to show, like, Eli or something. What annoys me just as much as the flash photography people are the people that stand on the railings to try and get a better oh, view. My, who are right in the middle. Already yeah. going to go. It goes towards it. You're going to walk right by it. Why do you need that photo right now? You know who else I hate, too? When you do stop to take the photo and the, the group that's right behind you and they start walking past you. And I'm like, where are you going? The other group, yeah, there's a little bit of a gap. But it's not like they've just boarded the ride. You can still see them from right here. Like, that. Calm down, everybody. That happened to me so many times. So I was taking yeah, photos. The, yeah, for this. the group behind uh, us kept yeah, trying to go past. Walking you. in front of me, I was like, "You're not going to get in front. I'm going to walk around you to rejoin my party." They're those type of people that are just the worst. <laughs> They're special. So, 
Yes. Let's get back to the ride. So uh, there are two different uh, ways that the... I do have one more ride complaint when we get to the end. Though. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, well, no, that's you where, know I'm, one we're gonna that's where I'm going into. Okay. We stopped for the complaint. So then the next thing, we I can't say that we know every single detail about this ride because for the first two minutes of the ride, all I heard were the people in the row behind us. Okay. And I heard them before we even got in. So what, what happens when you go to load? There's two lines. It like splits in half. So there's a, a left line and a right line. And they're mm-hmm. all you all come from the same area. And they loaded the left line and we were in the right line. And when I say line, it probably holds 10 people. Maybe. It's like that deep. It's not a very deep. It, the split is not very deep. It's just so a team member can stand in the middle, you know? And um, they loaded the left side. Like, t- maybe they finished loading the left side. And then what I think happened is they start, They loaded in reverse. So they load, like, one way, and then they go back. So what happened was is she loaded the right side and then loaded the left side and then loaded the left side and then went to go to the right side. Oh, my gosh. And the people that came up behind us were just the rudest, loudest people ever. One girl in particular that I am so short on my patience lately. I was, like, going to slap this girl right in her face because she, you know, not only is she throwing out expletives that I'm not – I'm not one to not swear, but I also am not one to repeatedly swear when there's children around me or like that I'm in a theme park. You know what I mean? When I'm in a crowd, I'm, I have some sort of decorum. And so this stupid, trashy girl and the, her group, they just start – they're just like complaining and complaining and complaining. And then we get on the line and then they're complaining to the team member. That was super nice guy. Yeah. Very nice guy being like, oh, finally here, right? I know. Such a long wait. Sympathizing with you. Being like, well, at least it wasn't the two hours it was earlier. You know, you guys kind of lucked out a little bit. And, and, you know, and then they get on the ride and they just like, we, like what Craig said, I couldn't, we couldn't hear. I literally couldn't hear the first part of the tour very well. And you turned around and shushed them too. And they finally shut up after a little bit. But she did, they knew what they were doing. She loved the sound of her own voice. And I turned around, whilst we were in the, uh, the queue, I turned around and I shot her a dirty look. Yeah. So she knew what she was doing and she carried on because she just didn't care yeah it, it was it was her specifically too yeah it was just, it just like and then they're the type of people who are going to get off and complain about the ride because they're they're the type of people who want a six flags roller coaster and i don't we're not here for that we paid more money for that and we paid more money to have a story and i want the freaking story they're the people that text during movies. she she also did complain about the attraction did yeah. you hear what she was complaining about at the end? No. She complained about the length of the attraction. This is, is it six minutes? It's six minutes, Which yeah. is a healthy amount of time for an attraction. That is a really good, like, run time. She wasn't happy with it. Yeah. And, but that's the one thing. It is six minutes. I don't, uh, I'm hearing a lot of complaints from people saying, oh, it just, it feels short. I'm, you know what? That's the thing, though. Good things usually I, feel short. I said short. that to you when I got off the ride and I was like, oh man, it was really short and you were like, that was six minutes and I was like, oh my gosh, that means that must yeah. have been just like really good and I was just pulled in. Yeah. There's a reason why people sat through Titanic over and over and over again. Good things. Oh, were you one of them? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, just a couple times. Wow. Just a couple times. Hey, we learned so much. No, hey, I have said it before. There is a distinct scene why a young uh, yeah, boy your, would I saw want that movie with my grandparents. <laughs> I've always, all the naked ladies oh. I've seen in my life, I've seen with my grandparents. By the way, so that's reason. wow. That's a yeah. Um, that'll be a chapter in my autobiography. Yeah. So I, you know, this this ride it does blend some uh, animatronic effects with a lot of screens. So let's kind of get into the screens. Um, it, well, first you go around that outside yeah. portion that everyone's been seeing. You go inside. First thing you're met with are uh, some animatronics of uh, one of on some the of the left. creatures on the right. Yeah, on the right, yeah. And the then, bats. And then, yeah, the bats. And then on the left is your first screen, which is... We've no, seen no, no. Screen- you're missing something. I was? Giant bones. Oh, yeah, the giant yeah. bones. They, they, oh, those yeah. were cool. The big... Because the driver is like, oh, here we have, like, the remains of a... Yeah. You know, of a, I uh, forgot about that. I forgot that. what she said specifically because the people behind us are still talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was some... It was really cool looking because there's a giant, like... Uh, Kong skull. It, it's yeah. so cool, so cool. And then you encounter the screens, yeah, and, and then that's you get to the where you meet other characters that uh, are at Skull Island. We won't get into all the details of it, uh, but these were short sections. Almost think like Gringotts, where you would stop and pull up beside the screen, and you're watching. You're not. You're not moving along with it. You're just watching something happen. Yeah. And then it, you know, that happens again. Then you move around the corner. Another screen. This time on the opposite side. Yeah. Uh, 
doing the same thing 4D because there are fun water effects uh, yeah, that we found out about in this scene, effect. too. Um, and just actually really good 3D. I think, Oliver, did yeah. you... It's the best 3D we've seen. I think so. Yeah. It's, yeah. The quality was out of this world. And I know you two had a slightly different experience than I did because I was sitting in... Well, it wasn't um, necessarily no. with the 3D. It was with the position a certain of the moment. screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's... Okay. Yeah. So do you mean more about so I was sitting and... Yeah, you were no, no, no. There was there was one specific set of screens that we will get to next, okay. but you did have a good position. I did in the first two screens. It wasn't bad for me. No, no, no. Third. I didn't see any of that in the first two screens. Yeah. Um, and I want to point out what, the first thing I thought we came up to the first scene, and it's in a, a tunnel. I don't yeah. want to go into description, but we've talked about that scene on the show. Maybe if not. You showed it me. The they showed they released this part of the yeah ride. the bats flying yeah the, the bats yeah. flying through and our, and we were we were both like oh, it doesn't it doesn't look like it looks a little hokey but when you're there three D yeah looks it actually was like yeah. wow okay that was it it was actually the depth of what you're getting mm. in the three D and not comical Muppets 3D. It's it's no. like actual the way that you would think but there, 3D would should be used. Yeah, but there was stuff also coming at you that was, from my position, being all the way over on yeah. one side of the car, the 3D actually looked like it was coming into the car. Well, that's what I was just going to say. What's cool is the car actually had these like lines or uh, like a great like, yeah, a, it was like rails, yeah. like little thin, thin, thin black ones. Um, but the fir- one of the first 3D effects through flew through it yeah. and it wasn't like oh the lines through it that thing was in the car like it had flown in and it's in the car in front of you and i don't know if somebody just was like i'm gonna test this out and see if this will work because that's how our brains perceive 3d is that it are because the way your eyes are focusing on that thing you don't actually know that that you know what i mean it messes yeah. with your depth and it's just a genius like somebody used a a practical yeah you know, use the knowledge of how your eyes focus to mess with it. Yeah. So, and then in the final scene with screens, that is where you get to 360. I have to apologize. In the past, I was under the understanding that this was going to be a completely surround you experience, like a dome. And that's what they were doing to upgrade it. It's not. It is the same style of 360 video that is on the tram tour. Uh, And a lot of the video is the exact same. Some some differences. Yeah. um, Just to fit along with the storyline of this attraction, uh, the start, and then some of the creatures and stuff as Mm -hmm. well in the video. So it's not the exact same thing. Um, And, yeah, it is three minutes of the six minute ride but it didn't feel out of place being in there and again they added those 40 effects into at one point i literally got slapped in the face with water it, <laughs> it hurt it, it the water shot me in the face so hard it genuinely hurt for a second it stung it was but it, it was just kind of cool and that's where i want to go in here with just real briefly on the whole why didn't they make this more about practical effects? Why didn't they do uh, less less screens and more more real things? This could not have been. I don't care if Disney would have tried to make it. Yeah, it couldn't have been made without using screens. No. It couldn't have told the story in the same it's way. It's Funny that you said that too, because there was a specific part in the ride, and it might have been right there around that area that we're at right now, where I thought to myself, "This is the you know when people." get on universal about that but i'm like this is what they do and they do so well and it's not like oh this is what they do but i i was so impressed because you'll be in there and you'll notice the amount of space this attraction takes up and be you should be impressed with what they've built in the space they have and that's not even a thing that would normally cross somebody's mind because you never feel like that but knowing where it was and what they've been you know what i mean having been there before and seen the land that was there before they have squished this thing this little this thing here but doesn't feel little it feels massive and the screens i i just there was one part where i was just looking down and i was just like wow i see real cave wall i see real stuff here and then i see the 3d and i'm just like this is the way it should be and i don't want to see a crappy sigourney weaver type looking character there that's barely moving and telling me this it works in a slow paced attraction but you have to have screens to be able to achieve the type of storytelling that they are using on this ride and I mean, yeah, they could have went through where it was just you see stuff like Indiana Jones where you don't, you know, you might see one or two animatronics that are 
very motionless and then it's more about seeing what's happening around you another good example is like dinosaur and and uh animal kingdom that yeah. you see some of these things moving around you but it's all very static uh in a sense and that and they, works but yeah. there's also narration behind those saying what's happening this yeah. is putting you in the middle of a story disney is so well known for their storytelling yeah but it's almost like a story is unfolding and we're going to we're going to let you see it from the outside where universal i feel like they try to put you into the story well that's actually. what i've always said too yeah is it, it universal has always felt to me like i've stepped through a screen and i'm yeah. now in like it's a last action hero situation i have ripped that ticket and i am in the movie with arnold schwarzenegger yeah and i don't get me wrong the final practical effect the final animatronic the king kong animatronic we've seen glimpses of it this is the best animatronic. I wanted to touch it. In Orlando. Um, it, it's the best animatronic I've ever seen mm-hmm. anywhere. Uh, I have. I didn't. I don't think I ever got to see the Yeti work correctly on I Expedition yeah. Everest. I might have once. But with, the, with how it was always flashing and you're going by so quickly, you never really – I don't think anyone could ever really truly tell how fluid it was. But this Kong, the way its head moves, its eyes, the expression on its face, the way that its eyebrows are moving up and down, just in the sheer size of it, this thing is massive. It's larger than the car you're in, and just look yeah. at the car from the outside. That's yeah. how big it is. It, it's really universal's it, – it's their crown achievement, mm-hmm. building this animatronic. The one thing I'll say about the animatronic that did – it disappointed me slightly is um, on the original Kong attraction that they had at Universal, when you used to go by on the cable car, because that's what it was yeah. to, you could smell bananas when off of Kong. And I was, I was like, oh, they're going to do it. It seems like it's something they're definitely going to do to stay true to the original. And I didn't smell bananas. I did hear one person, though, say that they did smell it, I think, at oh. one point. So I don't know if it's their getting to that point it could have been um, i don't like know if it's an effect they don't have working yeah. yet but i i i think they're gonna get to it i it really it was so impressive <laughs> it yeah, was it so was. cool i chose my seat specifically i knew it was going to be on that side closest to it sorry i didn't give it to one of you guys but i want to talk like about that. that no i wanted to be in the middle i was going to get scared yeah um <laughs> it it um the motion sickness aspect of it. So I was a little worried because we did this spur of the moment. And so I was concerned it was going to be, um, I didn't take my Dramamine or anything like that. Uh, and there was only one part. And I think Oliver, you said you felt it too, is the part when it is all around you uh, because there is like the, the, the tussle, the, the fight Mm. like involves the cart kind of coming off the ground a little bit. And, um, so there is a moment where I was like, uh, it, made me feel it just a little bit right there so if you are somebody and you've gone and you've forgotten and you're already in line and you don't want to go get it at first aid maybe just when you get in that room close your eyes the other 3d was fine all the 3ds were the screen like it's your you're in a stopped car and you're like talking to another stopped car like that those are fine it's just once it's the perceived motion that's when it started to get a little little yeah but the rest of it's very enjoyable i'd say it's only slightly on the more um uh, travel sickness or motion sickness yeah. side than Gringotts. It's only slightly worse I always than judge that, it like, could, so. could my mom do it? And I think I could get my mom on here and just tell her to close her eyes for that part. Yeah. Yeah. I... Overall, though, I... The the movement of the Jeep, it is... It's very it's well done. It's perfect. Especially for the size. The anima- the the practical effects, including that Kong animatronic, anyone... If I ever hear anyone hating on that Kong animatronic, I might slap them. If... If they say anything Disney did, did or does is better than that one, mm. I, I really – I will fight them on it. Yeah, Not really... physically. I will verbally fight you on it and then I will slap you and we will duel. <laughs> um, <laughs> the glow, white glow. I choose swords always. You know, S-words, He's my favorite thing. Sword fighter. Um, I, I prefer it. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I know where your mind was going there. Sure. But – to a good rapier. It's just, and granted, I haven't seen the stuff coming out of Shanghai. I haven't seen that in person. I know that True. everyone's saying that impressive, at least domestically. It is the best thing that has been created. I yeah, it, it's brilliant. Yes, I wish they could have gone a little bit more original and not just rehashed pretty much all of the Kong 360 aspect. But 
Universal was also able to get a ride that wasn't that was slightly unique and original in a shorter amount of time because it was able to borrow that aspect. Well, I, I respect I would it rather for pulling see, back, yeah. like taking that story, but then pulling because on the tram ride you just kind of go in and it's the tram person. Like I respect it because they did take that and they built around it. Yeah, so it was almost like it's impressive in that it's like a, a retro fitted, you know. So it's it, it, but in a so ours is better than theirs. Yeah. So, no, it, it, is. it is. And we there is a great story in this. You know, I don't get me wrong. I, I love a lot of the classic attractions over at Disney, including stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion, where there is that backstory to it that isn't completely like just right on the it's not right on the level. You have to like think about it. You have to know. You have to look for the clues. You have to hear what Imagineers have talked about in the past, and that will tell the story. But with but with this, it's yeah. You don't. You also don't need all of that, and that's what I enjoy. You just you're thrown into the story with how it's all set yeah. up. Um, you know, this is just another shining example. Yes, it's using screens, but you know, as long as Universal is using screens the correct way. I don't. I don't care if they're using them. Right. I would rather see this, and then a bunch of animatronic dwarfs in Mine Train, moving around with yeah. video projections on their face. Uh, that literally that that ride has no story to it. That was mm. we need to build a fun family Roll themed coast, attraction. Yeah. I would rather do this where you are getting into it. That's why we pay the money. If you just want a. Uh, if you just want some bells and whistles thrown into a crap attraction, you know, go just go to a normal amusement park, right? And go ride the the normal thing. This this is the type of attraction you can only get at one of these theme parks. And they they stay very true to the tone too. I, that's what I really appreciated about it. Is it's not like by having it this with the screens and all that stuff. It, like what you said, it's pace the it, the pace. They stay into that. I was scared, you know, like yeah. not scared, like, oh, gosh, you know, I'm going to fall off this ride. But, you know, scared in the moment where I'm like, oh, this is thrilling, you know, and and I respect them for taking that. And because it's scary, you know, not everybody's going to be able to do this. Little kids are probably going to be a little scared on this. Maybe they won't be. I don't know. Yeah. Just to put it out there as well, I was waiting around for you two to join me at Universal. And I was just scouting the place out, just look, checking out the attraction from the outside because it is so impressive from the outside. And the team members there, they are being very, uh, very persuasive in not allowing people to take their very young children on there there was one guy and he said it in about five different ways this is too intense for the child you want to take on there even though they meet the height requirement you probably shouldn't be taking your young child on this granted the parent did it anyway and i'm sure the parents always know best but it it is intense whilst we were in line we seen um a young girl i'd say she was about six or seven and she was in tears so (laughs) it's yeah it's definitely at your parents discretion definitely yeah uh but overall I think this is a perfect addition to Universal Orlando as a whole. I think it is going to remain very popular for a very, very long time. Uh, it was It's a very nice homecoming for Kong. I'm sad I never got to ride the original attraction, so I don't have that, uh, I don't have that sentimentality going into it. Um, like I said, though, I, I still can't recommend waiting more than 60 minutes for this ride. That's yeah. just that's my opinion. If you're smart at planning, you won't have to. But if you wait, if you start waiting 75, 90 minutes, two hours for any attraction, there is no way you're going to walk away feeling like you got your full day. I I can't even say that about Fairbidden Journey anymore. Uh, Maybe like the first first time when it first opened, I waited like the 90 minutes. But that's but that was also I was only there for that. Yeah, I wasn't there to experience the rest of the park. I was there because I wanted to be in Hogwarts at the school. You know what I mean? So that's if you're coming just for Kong and you're going to wait as as long as you want, that's fine. The thing I'd say about the um, the wait time is it, I enjoyed the queue that much that if it was an hour and the the hour started from inside, that's where I joined the queue because we actually don't know where that where you would be placed at an hour because of, of the way they structured the queue yeah. for the, the soft yeah, the opening. Yeah, the queue wasn't it was how different. it was normally going to be. Yeah, so if if that hour starts at the inside bit, so you're in the air conditioning and you're immersed in that amazing amazing queue, I definitely wait an hour because I just enjoyed the queue experience so much. So yeah. No, I highly recommend this. Uh, definitely uh, get out there and check it out as soon as you can. Uh, it's—I don't know if I would say 
if you aren't planning on going, that this is worth changing your mind and getting over here. I again, I would only, I would say diagonally. That's that's one of those things that I would put on the level of change your mind. Come over here for that. Yeah, this is this is just another attraction, but it's another really well done Solid, attraction yeah. that was built in a very short amount of time and is just another uh, another great effort by universal and the people who work there are proud of it they should be it i i think it has a lot of different aspects that come together to make it a very great ride and you will see me in line for it in the future quite a bit i have a feeling of course as long as it's 30 minutes and under yeah god i'm just so so lazy at this point point. anymore hey time is money spoiled i i hear it all the time i tell it to you guys too time is money i'm losing money if I'm wasting my time. And that's how it is. That is a workaholic That is mentality. the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's the way it is. Da-da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So thank Soft you, guys. I'm so glad we got to... Uh, we got to go out and experience it last night together as a group. That was a lot of fun. Thank you all for sitting here. And uh, I don't want any comments about how much I was touching my face that whole episode, too. Yeah, I, I did notice. I thought it was something I was doing wrong. No, it's just I'm being nervous. and yeah. it's, it's, I don't know about don't anybody hear. else, but when I think of... No, not going oh. <laughs> Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> the Jubblies. Uh, the Jubblies. The machine gun started coming <laughs> out. The Jubblies. <laughs> Okay, I believe you. <laughs> oh, gosh. We are living in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> that song came on the radio for me last week, and I, you have no idea how excited I was. I bet. I raised the radio right on up. I bet. Uh, again, everyone out there, thank you. Thank you for putting uh, up with us through this. Ran a little long, so sorry about that if you had places to be. But uh, it's your choice for sitting here and actually paying attention to all of it. Uh, you know, if you need any information for anything we talked about, the, the link to the uh, Orlando, the one Orlando, Orlando, United, which I can't remember the official title, but the GoFundMe. Yeah, sorry, um, we have like seven hashtags yeah. right now, so it gets a little. We're not, you're not, he's not being disrespectful or anything, but there, the outreach has been yeah. so massive that it's hard to. It's hard to keep hard track to remember of which name what, is which one. Everybody's just trying to help everybody, and I know there's the one Orlando yeah. fund. There's. I think it's Orlando United. Yeah, there's Orlando, Orlando one. United well, yeah, is one. Yeah, that is one I see because they've the way released home. like shirts and stuff. From that yeah, one. I've seen Orlando United um, as well, and Orlando Strong. That's but I think yeah, Orlando Strong. Orlando yeah, Strong is the main one. That was the first. That's one. the main. That's okay, the main that's one, the yeah. one. That's the one we're linking to the Orlando Strong uh, on GoFundMe. So we'll have that link, and then of course in our show notes page, you'll be able to find links to all of our other shows: Disney World Edition, uh, Diz Pop, whenever Rhino decides to do it. Uh, Dreams Probably Unlimited Travel, Disneyland, all of them. They're all on there. Uh, you'll be able to contact us through there as well, To Make sure you're liking our Facebook, our Twitter, all of our social medias on everything we do as well as ours if if you so choose to do so. And, uh, yeah, just leave us comments, feedback. We'll get around to it. We do look. We always look. Whether or not we choose to respond, that's different. But we do look. And that should be enough deep down in all of your hearts. So thank you guys so, so much. And uh, we will be back with you next week for another edition of the Dis Unplugged. Uh, but remember, until then, resol- oh, resolutions. Kong is universal. Yeah.